Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Good morning, Mark. How are you doing today? Arrow, how are you? Absolutely fantastic. This is my kind of read, a book like this, because you are speaking my street. Ah, so glad. It, it had to have been a great journey for you because, I mean, you're talking about songs. I mean, first of all, I'm, I'm so glad you featured Blondie and Rapture because I still remember being that jock on the air that talked about this new thing called rap music and she was doing it. Yeah, she really was. I mean, very early on. I mean, it's just right after Rapper's Delight. So it's almost, and in fact, it's the first rap hit since Rapper's Delight wasn't as big a national hit as Rapture. How did, how did you get into doing this? I mean, you're a Wall Street guy. I mean, is it just a passion for music that you've got? I mean, what, what drew you to this? I'm an arts guy, oh. um, and I also have a master's in history. So the, the notion of looking back in time um, uh, carefully and authoritatively to get a great story out of artists is what I do. And to do this, it's a, it's a dream that was never fulfilled as a teenager. So did you want to be a jock? No. No? No. <laughs> no. Simply, simply wanted to do the interviews. Simply wanted to do the interviews and give the reader a great read. I mean, the book, as you know, it's, it's like a jukebox. You can go in at any song. Yes. You don't have to start at the beginning. You don't have to start at the end. You don't have to start in the middle. Jump in any place. Read one chapter. Go to chapter one. It, it lets you go anywhere you want. Mark, that's exactly what I did. I mean, when I sat there and I saw Barracuda on the list, I'm thinking, oh, my God, he, he, he's going to talk about a song that, I, that I've played a million times. Exactly. You know, Barracuda is another, it's another one of those songs. I mean, two women fronting a hard rock band in the mid-1970s to late-1970s, and the song Barracuda isn't about a fish. It's about a lecherous record executive who harassed Ann Wilson backstage and Anne went up to her room furious and wrote a poem, and that poem became the lyrics. <laughs> but does it does it amazing, bo- right? Do, it is amazing because I mean, I mean, when when Barracuda and and Magic Man came out, I never once made a connection to Led Zeppelin. I never saw her as a as the female Robert Plant. But today, I go, dude, why were you so blind? It's absolutely that situation. I know, you know, it was a different mindset in the 70s. We saw them as sisters, you know, every the, the whole culture was different. But today we view women very differently. We view them equally. We view them as, okay, 
does she have talent? Doesn't she have talent? And is it the same kind of talent I'm used to listening to? That we, we had all these different ways of looking at things back then, um, especially that executive who harassed Anne. You're absolutely right about that when it comes to women, because I was madly in love with The Runaways, which featured Joan Jett. And when, when people said, you need to find this new band, Van Halen, I said, no, I'm all about The Runaways. This is my rock band. Yeah, I mean, Joan Jett was a fabulous interview. I did that live on Long Island with her. And it was really, really something because bad reputation turns out to be something she was pissed about. <laughs> In other words, it's not a pride song for her. She was ticked off that she had a bad reputation and wasn't being treated seriously like the guy rockers were. And that's what that song is about. It's about, hey, you know, I've got a bad reputation. So what? I'm just like everybody else you represent. Who's a man? We're both blessed with the opportunity to create conversations with people who, uh, as as uh, um, David Crosby would say, I'm lucky enough that I got to do this. And then so but what happens is, is that we're preserving history. <laughs> what are you going to do with your history in the years after you? That's my biggest struggle right now. Who gets all of this, Mark? Uh, you know, who gets it for now? It's in books. Yeah. The reader gets it. The, you know, the consumer gets it um, down the road. It's hard to say. I mean, it depends upon how far this goes and how wide it goes. But for me, what 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 what's great about talking to these artists is once they hear my mission, mm -hmm. which is I'm not interested in the trash. I don't care about the rehab, not interested in the six wives. Yes. I'm interested in your art, in your creative <laughs> side. Talk to me about your creation. As soon as they hear that, they no longer have to put on airs. They no longer have to do their strutting thing. They're basically talking about creating. Yep. And when they talk about creating, the most amazing thing happens. You get all of these rich details detail and then you realize once you do that these people are really exceptional they are really at the top and they really belong there well i've always believed that creativity is an addiction and i want to sit down and i want to listen to them i want to hear how they go through the process because it still kills me uh the, the, with with chris cornell i still ache the ache and i want to know why what went wrong why wasn't i there listening I mean, you know, the, the 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 reason you and I are rock stars and the reason why 10,000 people who can play instruments or 10 million people who play instruments aren't rock stars is rock stars like great actors are, are broken toys. Mm -hmm. They're damaged in some way. And that's who they are. And what makes them special is they're able to go inside, deal with that with that broken aspect, deal with that depression, deal with that those mental issues, and turn it into creative material, raw material, which is what you and I would call a song. Yeah. And and the amazing thing is when they do it at that level, you and I feel it in the heart, and it's all air. They're just singing about something, whether it's barracuda or a bad reputation. But somehow the way they're doing it. We feel it in our heart, and that's what makes these people and the songs in my book, Anatomy of 55 More Songs, special. Can you imagine being a fly in the wall when T-Rex uh, brought out Bang a Gong? That song to me is still fresh every time I hear it. I don't get sick of it. I, I, you know, Mark Boland never yeah. has been given enough credit for pioneering the whole glitter glam thing. Um, you know, much of that look you know was you know when when they when i was interviewing 
I mean, when I was doing the interviews for it, I was very curious about, you know, why he went that way. And what I was told is that he had a girlfriend who took him to King's Row in London and she got, you know, she started putting on her clothes. He started putting on those clothes, too. And what they all what they realized, whether it's Bowie or Mark Bolan or any of the glitter glam artists that came out of London, is that by doing this, they could capture the, the attention and the fantasies of the women in the audience and the guys loved it too yeah. because it was hard rock. So they basically got a hundred percent of their universe. There are so many artists, Mark, that that don't want to, you know, give out what what the story is about. They always want to believe that it's our interpretation that counts more. I love it when they let me break down the song. How do you get inside? You know, for me, I want to. What you see in this book, and if you love it, Arrow, and it sounds like you did, what I did in this book is I turned these stories into songs. In other words, it's a song inside a song. Oh, nice. So when you read about the Hollies or you read about Motown or you read any of the songs in this book, you're actually reading a story about the song, not a TikTok of what happened, <laughs> yeah. but there's a story like, for instance, Sunshine Superman, yes. where the entire song is about Donovan trying to get back to his old flame. And the, the the odyssey that takes place over time where he's hoping to get back to her and then the accident that happens at the end is a mind blower, isn't it? Oh, absolutely. I mean, it's and, and seeing it's stuff like this that radio used to talk about. Now, now, Charlie Daniels is a Carolina boy, so we got to talk a lot. And he and he knew he knew I was never a fan of The Devil Went Down to Georgia. What what is it about this song? It's, a, you know, it. The only way that you can understand the song is if you have a long, uh, ice cold, long neck beer in your yeah. hand and you're in a bar because it's a stomping song, right? Yeah. I mean, th it's an energy level thing. And he that's what fiddling is anyway. I mean, fiddling, if you go back into the 1700s and the 1800s, there was no television. There was no there were no electric diversions. Families either sang folk songs to each other or, you know, they had a barn dance and the barn dance was energetic. So Charlie Daniels really gave gets that that you know the energy level has to be high the mind blower in that one for me in the book is when he revealed who his favorite violinist was and that was Yitzhak Perlman oh, you know the classical yeah. classical great and it was just amazing to me that you know Yitzhak Perlman called him up and told him how much he and his kids loved Charlie Daniels playing <laughs> it just goes to show you that music it doesn't know north and south, red and blue, male, female, you know, red states, blue states. Music, like food, transcends all of that. And that just shows you the culture clash and how culture means nothing. It's just two guys admiring each other's playing. This book is so important because every generation is 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 calling all music their music. And, and when people read the stories inside the anatomy of 55 more songs, I mean, this is brilliant. You've, you've got to come back to this show anytime in the future, Mark. The door is always going to be open for you. Arrow, you just call. I'll be there, as the song goes. <laughs> well, you'd be brilliant today, okay? Thank you so much. You too. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. 
Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.